listening to Mash Chatter with J.C. Carnahan and Joel Martinez. That's right, Mass Chatter is back at you. J.C. Carnahan, Joel Martinez. We've got a really deep episode coming up for you. Actually, it's kind of deep, kind of not. Uh, Joel and I, we are going to break down our top three health scares of the last 20 years. Joel, how excited are you for this? Uh, you know, about as excited as I can be about uh, global pandemics. Yeah, it scares the hell out of me. I do got to be honest with you, man. <laughs> Coronavirus obviously is uh, the new thing here in the year 2020. And, you know, I know people want to say, oh, man, the media is just, just making a big deal out of this, man. And, you know, it's because of the politics and the da-da-da-da-da-da. And me, I'm over here in the corner like, dude, did I wash my hands enough? Is my son washing <laughs> his hands? Is my wife? Wife washing her hands. I'm gonna just crawl under this blanket and not come out. Yeah, I mean, you know, people like to complain when they get told about things, but like, who's gonna tell them? It's pretty important uh, to be informed about some new health issues or some new uh, colds or flus or pandemics uh, yeah. that are on the horizon. Because yeah, so I don't fault anyone who's gonna at least give me the heads up on that and uh, make us aware of what's going on. But why is it? You know, people kind of get sucked. You know, what is it about people internally that we get sucked into the, oh, crap, I need to go buy everything at this grocery store and um, hide away in the house uh, for about a month? What is it about people? Because it's like hurricane season. Exactly like hurricane season. Look, people love to feel like they're doing something. Uh, People love to think that if they get cut off, they start yelling in the car like that's going to do something. It. It, it satisfies something deep in the soul. And when they say, hey, a hurricane's coming, you know, you have no control over that, right? You no. cannot control that hurricane. So what can you control? You can go to the store and buy a crap ton of uh, toilet paper. And water. Um, and, and water and, and everything else. And-, and, you know, the same thing goes for uh, something like a global pandemic, you know, like a, a something running through the population Pretty much almost regardless of what you do, it either will or won't come to your area. And there's almost nothing you can do about it. You know, we talked when, you know, just a couple episodes ago when you flew out to Seattle and this this coronavirus was really just kind of starting to kick up and, and, you know, become more of an issue for people. And, you know, about that being in the back of your mind, being on an airplane and around other people to that extent, especially when in the state of Washington, there was a person that um, had tested positive for coronavirus. With this particular issue that we've been hearing about early this part of the year, coronavirus, how is this different? How is this the same? And in from your point of view, how will this end in terms of coronavirus as we know it uh, today? That was definitely on my mind when I was on that plane, uh, heading out there, out to the Seattle area. And uh, I'll admit, I washed my hands, uh, you know, a little more than I used to. I, uh, you know, made sure that I wasn't touching my face and all these things. And look, millions and millions and millions of years, life on this planet has evolved. And it's going to continue to do so. And especially now that we've got permafrost thawing up up in the Arctic region, and it's quite literally releasing things that have been frozen for hundreds of thousands of years, if not millions of years. So I suspect that this kind of thing is only going to get more common as time goes on. 
So do you think that coronavirus is going to be one of those here today, gone tomorrow type of issues? Or is this going to be a new normal that uh, we will be dealing with much like the flu, much like the measles or, you know, things yeah. that science had to kind of figure out and find a way to control when it was all said and done? Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, I, I I honestly believe that that's going to be how it is because this you know, this particular virus spreads so fast. And, you know, disclaimer, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but from what I see and from what I read, this thing spreads so fast that it is almost impossible to, con to, to contain. I mean, if you look at the response of the Chinese government, right, they've, they've, they've done, you know, massive quarantines and they've done a lot to contain it within their population. A lot of things that you know, wouldn't work here in the United States because for a bunch of different reasons, even if people are sick, they still go to work, right? So uh, this thing's going to stick around, man. And kids are at school and they're and they're slobbering all over each other and <laughs> playing around and stealing each other's food and drinking yep. out of each other's uh, cups and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so there's really not much we can do in terms of controlling, you know, controlling it in that sort of way. This is one of the Newer things that we're dealing with uh, probably over the past couple decades when you talk about the latest uh, health scare uh, that we've been up against. And when you think about it, each year has been something crazy and terrifying one year and then the next year it's something brand new and, and, and then something after that. I'm going to break it down here this way. When you look back at the past 20 years, I'm going to give my top three uh, what do we call these? My top three health uh, scares health of scares, the past two uh, decades. Yeah. I want to give mine. I want to get your top three. Let's start sure. at number three for you. What would be number three the past 20 years health scares on your list? All right. Uh, so for number three, I'm going to go. I'm going to go in a slightly different direction and uh, interpret this just a little bit different. OK. I'm actually going to go with Y2K. It's a different kind of virus. A different kind of scare. <laughs> a different kind of scare. A different kind of issue that people just were going crazy about. Oh, my God. Can you, like, do you remember how insane yeah. people were going? Um, but here's the thing, actually, and one of the things that's, one, you know, the most interesting outcome of that. When the year 2000 came and that clock flipped over and everybody that was like, oh, my God, the world's going to end. Planes are going to fall out of the sky and all this crazy stuff. None of that happened, right? And so everybody put on their little tinfoil hats and they're like, Oh, the media just wanted to scare us. And this, that, and the other thing, uh, the truth is that nothing happened because we put in the work, the preparation, you know, there were so many people updating computer programs and old systems that have been around since, you know, the 1970s. And it was, it was boring work. It was unsexy work. But it was work that happened. Well, there was a guy named Michael Bolton that was in charge of doing this stuff. <laughs> I forget, is it Inatech? Is that what Inatech? Uh, that that's was right. The company was called. So yeah, so it's the a documentary big is called Office Space. Yeah, if anyone wants to check that out, man, it's <laughs> it's uh, you know that, that's that they were going in and fixing the dates. The coding, <laughs> the coding. <laughs> That's exactly what they're doing. Ah, that movie's epic. That movie's so great. Yeah, oh, you know, it's man. funny. Almost nobody. Uh, Actually, like, like when they talk about that movie, nobody ever talks about the fact that that's what they were doing. Y two K, that's because, like lost. Yeah, yeah, because that's just kind of like a subplot, you know, to, <laughs> to right. the greatness of the movie. Uh, good stuff right there. Well, I, I'm gonna go with number three. I'm gonna go with a duo here, only because uh, it just as I went down the list. Uh, a major disclaimer here: we we 
you know, we saw a list of random uh, issues that uh, were itemized uh, year <laughs> by year here. I'm going to combine the bird flu and the swine flu oh, together into one. Now, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not much of a of a food guy myself, uh, and but I'm also not much of a an animal lover either. You know what I mean? But um, I just found it interesting that. We eat, you know, we eat, you know, types of birds. We eat these animals that, uh, you know, would carry. I mean, is this true that pigs, swine would carry this swine flu? Or is that just a name and and, and I'm way off course? That's how much I know about the bird flu and the swine flu. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, again, I'm not a doctor. And and, and disclaimer, neither am I. (laughs) But from what I understand, uh, one of the things that was was a little bit of a standout with those events— was the fact that it's not very common for virus, you know, diseases to jump across species, right? So, uh, you know, usually when you have a disease, a human disease, it's spread, you know, amongst humans. So you're not going to give it to your dog. You're not going to give it to your cat. And in this case, uh, these were these were sicknesses that were born in, you know, again, fr- from what I understand, they were born in, a, you know, and they could get onto pigs and birds and things like that, and then they could transmit them to humans. And so that was it's crazy. You know, that, that was a big cause of concern. Yeah. That is yeah, like, of course. whoa. Yeah. And, you know, and obviously, I mean, hopefully it goes without saying that um, any any moments of, of of making light of of these issues and epidemics is only just to try to maintain our own sanity. It's not like, uh, you know, any health scare or health issue is a joke, um, yeah. of course. But we got to go to number two, though. What's number two on your list? So number two on my list, uh, it's a slightly different kind of pandemic. Yep. Uh, the BP oil spill. Ooh. I actually remember this uh, particularly because it happened uh, right before me and my wife's uh, anniversary. And I think this was maybe eight or nine years. Uh, so it was, you know, getting up to where it was almost our, our, our 10 year anniversary. And we had a trip planned down to Miami. Uh, so, you know, we we're just going to go down there, get a hotel on South Beach and kind of hang out or whatever. And we ended up we ended up going down and uh, this was after the oil spill happened. And so there's all this oil spilling into the Gulf. Right. And we're like, well, we're fine. You know, we're, we're you know, in South Florida over on the East Coast kind of. But we kept getting these reports of um, of oil showing up on beaches and it was c- pretty much coming down the coast of Florida, the West coast of Florida. It's crazy. So it was making its way down. So, you know, from my perspective, as somebody who's not an environmentalist is like, Oh my God, you know, the entire Gulf coast is going to be covered in oil and it's going to make its way down to the Florida keys. So we actually, while we were, while we were down there in Miami beach, we decided to go down to the keys and go diving in the coral reefs. Because we were like, this might be the last chance that we get a chance to yeah. see them. Yeah. Issues like that or events like that are reasons, like, as I've gotten older, I, I just don't get excited about getting in the ocean. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you realize the amount of pollution that we put into our water system, I mean, even when we go um, canoeing or, or yeah. you know, kayaking or whatever, it's like, man, what's in this water? I mean, you know, do I really want to put my leg in here? It's pretty sad. And imagine the things, you know, the oil spill like that, that we did, you know, find out what happened. Imagine what we don't know. 
Imagine the pollution that goes on in our water that we just don't even ever hear about or know about. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you hear about big cases, big, well-publicized cases like in uh, Flint, Michigan, and you see the effect, you see the effect that that has on people. And unfortunately, it's the kind of thing that happens over time. So it's not exactly easy to notice unless you have the environmental workers that are sitting there and analyzing the water and, you know, again, doing the work to protect the people. Well, for number two, for me, I'm going to have to, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's another duo for me. It's going to be the Zika and West Nile viruses. Um, I got to tell you what, living in Florida, mosquitoes are already just the worst. They are a major hassle. They are a major inconvenience (laughs) in, in my life down here, especially uh, you know, let's say that you live next to a body of water in the summertime down here where it does rain every afternoon here yeah. in, in uh, central Florida. Lots of standing and, water. And then you've got, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're talking about the mosquitoes. So when those viruses hit the scene and there were completely different times, I think the West Nile virus, that was early 2000s and Zika was what, several years ago, right. both mosquito oriented types of situations. And I got to tell you, man. I might have bought a little extra uh, mosquito <laughs> repellent, you know, just because uh, it's already a pain to deal with mosquitoes in the first place. Yeah. I didn't need this extra stuff in the back of my mind when it came to um, what what I could be infected with, man. Yeah, and, and, and the worst part about that is that, you know, when you've got something like a disease, I mean, you can choose to stay home and you can choose to, like, if you go out, wash your hands and things like that. With something like a mosquito, it's like you have an invading force trying to enter your house every hour of every day. It's it's scary. Oh, it is. Man. It is very, very scary. Well, I mean, where are we at here now? You already did number two? Yeah, that's right. All right, so now you're at the drum roll. Da, 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 da. Number one for you, the health scare. Number one health scare for you Yeah. the past 20 years. What is it? So here's the thing. So uh, if you've been keeping track. Yeah, I've been keeping track. Yeah, I've been keeping track. So if... If there's a theme amongst the ones that I've chosen is that they all are man-made in some way. Uh, And so for my number one, uh, I'm going to bring back, call back to, you know, those heady times of, you know, 2001, uh, the anthrax scare, right? Oh, you know, I got to go on record here. You and I, we sat here, we broke down our our top three in private. We did not share the list with each other. I also have anthrax wow. at number one on my list, but go ahead, man. I'm gonna give you the floor first. Yeah, well, you know, for me, for me, when it comes down to it, you know, humans evolved over time in nature, right? And so through all of the pandemics and you know all the horrible things that nature is capable of doing to us, we figured out a way to persevere, right? We are, in a lot of ways, we are a hardy race. Unfortunately. We can also be an evil race at times. Savages. And so when it comes, you know, basically what was happening is that the, 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 the fear was that, well, it wasn't a fear. I mean, it happened in a couple of cases. People were actually lacing uh, anthrax into mail that they were sending out to, you know, different places. And so that's one of those things that every single building in America gets mail. I mean, the U.S. mail is, is famed 
for being one of the first things to reach from coast to coast, right? You had the Pony Express, the airmail. And so that's such an easy vector of attack. Let me you just... Know, you know, and it's one of those things, too. I mean, at the time, this is after 9-11 happened. Right. Got, you've had instances where... Uh, High-profile individuals, whether it's polit- you know uh, politicians or whatnot, were receiving mail with what could have been anthrax. Or, like for all of us, it's like, what is the anthrax? Okay, yeah. is it probably going to get to my house? Probably not. But is it going to affect, like you said, postal service workers? I mean, people who are like hands-on with packages yeah. or, or uh, envelopes. Um, it was one of those things where it was on the heels of 9/11 happening. So that that already is in the back of the minds, oh man, we are being attacked. Well, then it just gave people the floor or, or you know, to to want to add layers to the degree of insan- insanity yeah. that we were already dealing with at the time. And the other reason I picked Anthrax was because Anthrax was a pretty badass <laughs> band back in the late 1980s, <laughs> was, early man. 1990s. And when that all happened, Anthrax, the band, I remember seeing an interview with Scott Ian for, from the band Anthrax where it was some question like, well, what are you going to do? You know, like you're going to have to, you know, you guys to change your name. And so we're like, no, you can't change your name. And you know what you do? Well, they, I think they just ended up doing a show. I don't know if it was a tour, but it was like, you know, they, they picked up and continued to carry the anthrax yeah, flag yeah. as a band, as a brand and said, you know, why should we let this, th- you know, this crap over here affect what, what we built and who we are. Uh, so yeah, you could actually look that up, um, you know, back, back from the early two thousands. Yeah. Good for them. man. There there was a quote where Scott Ian told a story where maybe it was a firefighter or somebody said, Hey man, you can't, you know, you have to keep going kind of thing like that. Um, cause it was, you know, that was a high profile situation when, when the anthrax was happening. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's awesome when you see people like that, that just, you know, regardless of what's happening, they're like, you know what? We're not going to let it affect us because it's really easy. It's really easy to let these things, you know, change the way that you live. I mean, you know, this is like the most minor of things, but I was actually just thinking about it. And since those days to this day, what, 19 years later, I still have never once licked an envelope (laughs) since then. (laughs) Not with my tongue, no. Well, you know, and and I remember the last time that I had to uh, send out a you know a bunch of letters at one time. I think I licked, I you know, I licked the envelope, and I thought, how am I going to do this fifteen more times? <laughs> so I'm like, where's a you know, where's you know, where's a rag with some you know, a putting yourself at risk, man. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. So yeah, so po- I could actually be carrying anthrax <laughs> to this very day. Um, no, but uh, you know, good stuff there. Let's let's wrap this up, man. Yeah. Coronavirus. How much of a pain is it for you, you know, just to even to know that, okay, this is a new thing that we have to deal with and I've, I've got to take whatever precautions moving forward in life. How much of a pain is it uh, from your point of view? Well, for me, for me personally, it's not that much of a pain considering I work from home. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to do that. But both of my children go to school and, you know, my daughter goes to one of the largest colleges in the United States. And so, you know, obviously she comes, you know, crosses a lot of paths when she goes into class. And so, you know, obviously that's, that's a worry for me. And, uh, we just gotta, we just gotta keep on keeping on, wash our hands and don't touch face. Man, I'll tell you what, man, we're going to see how that all works out when it's lost. And I, I'm sure that this story is far from over. You know what I mean? When you talk about how this thing's going to all play out because all over the world, new cases are, are, uh, 
you know, being found out, and we are still learning more about it, man. But, uh, you know, I guess it's nice to take kind of a break here and uh, have a couple laughs at our at our own misfortune, I guess you could say, man. But, hey, you are going to Bike Week this weekend up in Daytona Beach. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. You know, uh, everyone says not to go to, uh, you know, a place that's going to be a lot of people crowding together. And uh, so, of course, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, the hell with it. Yeah, man. Hey, so I can't wait to hear that experience next week as we uh, get back from Mass Chatter. And as always, check us out uh, on all the streaming platforms. JC Carnahan, Joel Martinez, Mass Chatter. We'll be back to do it again. Thanks a lot.